And if you would, stand to your feet. Put your hands together. Help us out. Satan fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. But the miracle that I just can't get over, my name is registered in heaven. Sing it out, here we go. I believe in signs and wonders. Yeah. I have resurrection power.
that's your testimony. Jesus changed, took you from death to life. Amen. Well, we're going to praise him this morning. Oh, praise him. All this is for a king. The drummer's having issues over there. Uh, he's fixing it. That's the way that anything you do for the Lord, the devil's going to try to stop you. Amen. And so uh, not today, Satan. Not today. Amen. Here we go.
clap offering. He is worthy of our praise. Amen. All right, if you would, put a smile on your face. Turn around, tell somebody, I'm saved. You should be saved too. Amen. Uh, and hopefully they are. All right. Just tell somebody you're glad to see them this morning. If you would, you can find your place and go ahead and be seated. Brother Martin is going to uh, give us our announcement. Look at this. This is the uh, this is the skinny Martin Ibarra. Amen. Look at him. Look at him. You lost it. I found it, brother. Amen. My prayer is that if I eat any fat, it'll put it on some of y'all and not me. No, I've lost 25 pounds here recently, so hopefully there's a few more. So uh, let's see, go ahead and get started. So do we have any first-time visitors here this morning? If you are a first-time visitor, just raise your hand. One of our ushers will bring you a card, and you can turn it in on your way out. Looks like all home folks, so that's good. Uh, just a reminder of what we do throughout the week. On Wednesday mornings, we do have a Bible study in the Fellowship Hall from 10 to 11. Uh, we have Wednesday night services here, and we feed you before we teach you. Uh, 6 p.m., the ladies uh, do a dinner, and then 7 p.m., we have youth service in here, Bible studies, and then uh, some corralling for the little kids. If you're here on Wednesdays, you know what I mean. Uh, we do have Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Uh, I will tell you, we had an awesome uh, Bible or Sunday school this morning. We had a lot of sharing, got into the Word of God, but it's just awesome to hear a little bit of other people's experiences and testimonies as Christians, and so that was amazing this morning. I uh, do want to remind you that uh, next Sunday at 3 o'clock, next Sunday at 3 o'clock, uh, we will be having a memorial service for one of our uh, pillars, one of our stalwarts in the, in the church, uh, Miss Jan Lanham. Uh, Brother Richard, Amanda, and I were talking earlier in the week, and uh, I know probably many people feel this way, but we have been so blessed by Miss Jan and by you um, and by how loved we have been from being young Christians, raising our kids, and just the encouragement. And uh, so we, it's amazing to know that one day we're going to see her in heaven again because we have a hope unlike no other. Just... Just know that our love is with you, Brother Richard. Um, again, next Sunday at 3 p.m., uh, and it is going to be daylight savings next week, so you're going to move your clock back, but still, be at church. Uh, need help for teachers and helpers to help with children and toddlers for Wednesday nights? You can see Miss Cindy uh, if you would like to volunteer. 
by volunteering doesn't mean you have to do it all the time. If we could get many people just doing it one week or a couple weeks, that just helps out a lot. Also need volunteers for yard work. See Brother Kerry or Brother Mark or Brother Gary Curry on that or Brother Mark. Um, we do have several ways of you being able to tithe. You can either uh, give your money through envelope or we do have online tithing at giving.landmarktyler.com and it is through PayPal. Uh, tonight we do have movie night here uh, at 6 p.m. It's going to be the Chosen series. I don't know if some of you have seen it or not, but the Chosen series, and we're going to be on episode two. Um, and see Brother Mark, if you do need child care, we can definitely provide that. And then uh, Life Recovery class will be here at 1 p.m. today. And the last thing is just thank you to everybody who pulled together, brought candy, volunteered, decorated your cars for Wednesday uh, Fall Festival. It was a huge success. I don't know if you were here or not, but we had a ton of people show up. Amen. And, uh, you know, we, we just got to share the word. Miss Cindy did a great job of sharing that to close it off. Had uh, lots of people volunteering, and it was just a huge success. So thank you very much for that. Amen. Yes. Come on, give the Lord a clap off and all that. Amen. That's good stuff. Yeah, we, uh, man, the, uh, the fall festival... And uh, I get, sometimes as a preacher, I get to hear things y'all didn't hear. And I've, I've gotten phone calls all during this week. People said, I was at your church for the fall festival. And uh, man, I felt so loved and accepted. And I really liked what y'all were doing. And just your people made us feel so loved. And uh, I, I want to come check you out on Sunday. Amen. And so uh, we're looking forward to that. There were a lot of seeds planted. There was a lot of, a lot of great stuff that happened. It's hard to get an accurate head count because people are coming and going. Uh, but best we could kind of tell total people, kids, adults, everybody, 600, five to 600 in there. Amen. So, uh, man, that's that's a great percentage of, of our community here in Chapel Hill. And that's uh, so God uh, did some great things. And thank you uh, that those kind of things don't just happen. Everybody has to be uh, putting their best foot forward and helping. And so thank you, everybody, for volunteering. Hey, uh, just something to remind you. Uh, there is a vote coming up. If you've not voted already, I know early voting is going on now. Uh, I, I'm, I don't want to tell you how to vote. Uh, that is up to you, but I do believe it's our responsibility and our civic duty to vote. And so uh, they always send these out, and these are voter guides, and it just basically tells you uh, the main candidates for governor, a lieutenant governor, and attorney general, and some, some of the major topics and how that person voted on those topics. Uh, because I'm gonna and I'm gonna say a little bit about it this morning just uh, you don't need to vote on a party line you don't need to vote in a popularity contest to who you think the most entertaining person is you need to vote upon God's Word you need to vote upon your morals your convictions your ethics what do you believe the Lord's will is amen uh, because I'm here to a political party's not gonna save us a person's not gonna save us amen but God's Word stands forever and what he stands for will last forever. Amen. Uh, so if you want those, those are on the back table on your way out. You can grab those if you're interested in that. All right. Well, let's stand and let's continue to worship. We're going to stand on the promises of Christ our King. Amen.
start over. All right, just keep it going, keep it going. We're going to do the first verse. I'm sorry, that was my fault. Here we go. Standing on the promises. Standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages let his praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Sing it out. I'm standing. See if you're paying attention this morning. <laughs> Amen. How many of you believe he's a good, good father that loves us as his children? Amen. Let's sing that together if you would.
Father, we love you. Lord, we thank you that you're, you're a good, good father. Thank you that you love us so much. Thank you that, Lord, you pour out your love upon your children. Thank you that, Lord, we will never understand this side of heaven exactly how much you love us, how much you have sacrificed for us. Lord, you literally gave everything. You gave your life. You gave your body. You gave your blood. And so, Lord, today I pray that, Lord, as we, uh, Lord, finish up on the Holy Spirit, that, God, we would allow the Holy Spirit to speak into our lives, to speak into our hearts. And Lord, I pray that, God, you would move in an incredible way. Uh, Lord, move me out of the way. Lord, I know there's nothing good in me except you today. And so I ask you right now, Lord, move me, move my flesh out of the way. And Holy Spirit, would you take over? I believe people in this room today need to be encouraged and they need to be strengthened. And so, Lord, I don't have the right words, but Holy Spirit, I know that you have the right words today, Lord. Would you take over? We ask all this in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, amen, amen. You may be seated. And if you have children who would like to go to Children's Church, they can meet Miss Cindy over there at the door. Give our Children's Church workers a big hand, amen, if you would. Well... God's good to us, amen? And I hope you realize that. I wanted to talk a little bit this morning. Uh, I'm going to finish up on the Holy Spirit. I, I just generally like to preach on the Holy Spirit in the month of October because there's so much talk about ghosts and spirits of other kinds that I always want to counteract that. And I want to talk to you about the main spirit that matters. And if you've, as we've talked about before, uh, there's only two sources that spirits can come from. And that's either God or Satan. And so if it ain't God talking to you, guess who it is? It's the other one. Amen. And so that's why during the month of October when all of this talk goes on about spirits and ghosts, I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. Now, that freaks some Baptists out uh, because you weren't taught a lot about that, and that's them people that get a little nutty. They're fanatics. And I told them Wednesday night, I said, do you know what the definition of a fanatic is? It's somebody who loves Jesus just a little more than you do. And that's true, amen, because many times we consider people fanatic because, you know, I raise my hands here, but I don't ever let them get a higher than that. But that gal over there, she goes all the way up like she got a question. And I'm, t I'm sorry, that's just a little too Jesus freak for me, amen. Or, you know, somebody, uh, they, they sing a little too loud or they, they just lift those hands high and they got those eyes closed. And I'm sorry, that's just, a, that's just a little too much. Amen. Can I tell you, uh, some of us would do good to loosen up a little bit. Amen. And uh, do not be afraid of the whole. I hope if you've got nothing else out of this series, it's do not be afraid of the Holy Spirit. He is part of the Trinity. And uh, many times he is the most underutilized part of the Trinity. We all know about God the Father. We all know about God the Son. But many of us don't know near as much about God the Holy Spirit. And so that's what I wanted to teach you this month on that. And I'm going to end it today with the Holy Spirit and unity. Um, I'm guessing the devil, wherever he's at, sits around and laughs at us a lot. Sometimes as Christians. Uh, as the church, sometimes. I think that Satan watches sometimes what we do, and he just has himself a good laugh. Because we are so divided. And we could do so much more for God's kingdom if we would put aside our differences and we would come together and there would be unity. Uh, but we let our pride, our ego, and our arrogance. Now, can I look everybody in the eye today and tell you this? You all struggle with pride, arrogance, and ego. Some just struggle a little more than others. It's differing levels, but we all got some amount of pride in us. A little bit of pride is not, not a bad thing, is it? But sometimes we can let that pride get too high. We can let that ego get too high. You need to think highly of yourself. God created you. You're his child. And we talk many times about not having a pauper mentality, but having a son or daughter of the king mentality. But don't think too highly of yourself. Don't let your ego get, because everything that is good in you is because God lives in you. And his Holy Spirit lives in you. So we've always got to combat that pride, that ego, and that arrogance. And sometimes we can get a little self-righteous, and we don't even realize we're getting a little self-righteous. Uh, you know, there was an event we talked about uh, that happened on the square this weekend. Anybody see that? It was put on by a, a sa satanic temple out of DFW. And uh, I had this conversation with some other people that uh, I believe that was done uh, to antagonize and draw into an argument, a fight, hopefully some violence, because they want to make Christians uh, look foolish. And they, they want you to fight with your fists and your hands. But the Bible tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh and blood. Amen. So I was curious last night. Julie and I had to be down there to uh, do something else anyway, so... I, I was on the square about 5.15 last night. You know what I found around the square? Tons of Christians praying, proclaiming the gospel. And I want to tell you that, and I prayed, I, I prayed in that moment, Lord, please let everybody act the way they need to act. Lord, let these Christians understand the weapons of our warfare are not flesh and blood. 
It's not, you're not going to change somebody by spewing hate at them. You're not going to change somebody by saying, I disagree with you, and so I'm going to just spew hate all over you, and I'm going to scream louder than you, and I'm going to spit in your face. Uh, what does that make us look like as Christians when somebody does that? makes us look like fools, doesn't it? But the devil loves it because that's exactly what the devil wants to do. The devil wants to draw you in to a fight, and he wants you to fight with these because he knows he will use it to his advantage. But the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty to break down strongholds, and they are not physical. They are fought on your knees and by putting on the full armor of God and using the word of God, the sword, and the shield uh, to fight the enemy. All right? Um, one of our spiritual enemy's greatest strategies is to divide. He wants to divide our country. He wants to divide the body of Christ. He wants to divide political parties. He wants to divide our country, our state, and our city. If we work together, we're unstoppable. But the enemy knows this. If he gets us divided, what happens? We are weak and ineffective. Now, listen, it's hard to maintain your self-control sometimes because we're in a battle, and the battle gets stronger and stronger every day, right? This election coming up, uh, it's hard because we are fighting on some issues that are some major issues, and I believe they are strong spiritual issues. And I implore you, I beg of you to please pray and line the way you vote up with Scripture. It is not about a political party. Amen? Uh, all the enemy is doing is using that to divide our country more and more and more. Do you know there was a day and time, some of you younger people aren't going to believe this, there was a day and time that even in Washington, D.C., the uh, Republicans and the Democrats would get together in the Senate and they would, uh, in uh, Congress, and they would uh, have a vote. They would all vote their way, and then they would all go out afterwards. And they would sit down together as Republican Democrats and be able to sit down and have dinner together and, and talk about other things. That actually happened. Republicans and Democrats could actually put aside their differences and say, you know what, we don't agree politically, but we can respect each other's opinions and we can sit down and have a meal together. We can respect each other. Those days are long gone, are they not? The enemy has used that to divide our country and to divide us as people. And not only that, but to divide the church. Amen. Don't worry. It's just a fire truck. I saw it. You don't get to see it. Amen. All right. It's already gone by. Back to Mark. All right. See, pride, arrogance, ego. I want you to only see me and only hear me. Amen. All right. All right. First scripture, 1 Corinthians 1.10 says this. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Now, you may read that scripture, and that may seem a little odd because you may say, well, that's, that says we can't ever disagree. That's not what that means. That simply means that we, we're not necessarily going to always agree on everything, but we are to be in the same mind and in the same judgment. We are to be joined together. That means even if we disagree, we can agree to disagree. All right. Getting along doesn't mean you agree with somebody. We we were in a culture now that says, well, if you disagree with me, you hate me. That's the stupidest statement I've ever heard. I disagree with I, I disagree with lots of people, 
Uh, I disagree with certain lifestyles. I, I have lots of friends who are not living for the Lord. They're living other lifestyles. I have gay friends. I have uh, people who are uh, alcoholics and living their lives it, totally in that lifestyle. And they say, I don't want to live for the Lord. I want to live the way I want to live. And they know where I stand. I don't have to beat them over the head with it. But they also know I love them. I pray for them. And I don't agree with their lifestyle. But if I see them out and about anywhere... I'm going to come, I'm going to hug their neck, and we're going to have a conversation, and I'm going to love them, and they will love me back. You can do it. It's possible. But this culture has taught us, well, you know, if you disagree with me, then you hate me. That's, that's dumb. We can all, you, if you get more than two people in a room, they're not going to agree about anything. All right? There's way too many choices today. There's way too many ways to think about things. So guess what? I, we need to get off all of this and just say, you know what? I love you. Even if I don't agree with you, if you vote different from me, if you live different from me, if you look different from me, uh, if you dress differently than me, I love you and I respect who you are. Can we not get back to that? That's a real simple way to live. And we sure need to get back to that. Don't we? Um, the, the word divisions, the Greek word is called schisma. That's where we get the word schism from. It means a split or a ripping apart. You know what the enemy wants to do? John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That literally means he wants to rip everything apart. He wants to rip the church apart. He wants to rip marriages apart. He wants to rip families apart. He wants to rip this country apart. And can I say he's doing a pretty darn good job right now. We have got to get back. You know what we need to do? The answer is in the Bible. I don't know if you realize it. What does our country need to do? It's in the Bible. You've all heard it before. There's a scripture that says this. If my people, which are called by my name, and here's the hard part, shall humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. It's not too late. God can restore our country. God can bring a revival. God can bring unity back to our country. But it's going to require you and I to do something. Humility, turn from your wicked ways, repent, and then praise, and he will hear from heaven. God can restore it. I'm going to show you a clip in a little bit ago uh, that it's not too far removed. You say, Brother Mark, these are times like we've never seen. I disagree. I'm going to show you uh, a clip, and there was a very similar time about 50 years ago. And it's called the 60s. Was anybody here alive in the 60s? If you're like me and you're a child of the 70s, you remembered I was a, a little kid. But in the 60s, our country was extremely divided. The Vietnam War was going on, and people were either totally against the war or completely for it. And there was a lot of unrest. Young people were up in arms and, and protesting against the war. And so our country was in a great division. This is just 50 years ago. Our country was going through the same thing. And I believe God turned it around. Something happened during the 60s called the Jesus Movement. And all of these young people uh, that were so against the Vietnam War, uh, people began to witness to them and churches began to open up. And it's, it, the 60s and the Jesus Movement was where contemporary Christian music came out of. It's what it was born out of. It's where a lot of the, uh, the movements of uh, non-denominational churches were born out of. These were what we would call back then hippie churches. 
And so the hippies, and I know many of you identify yourself as a hippie, so you ought to be feel right at home, amen. Uh, but we need some more of that because uh, people started to change their mind, and instead of saying, those hippies, they're nasty, they need to, you know, they need to change, uh, they began to say, you know what, these people, God loves them. And they began to minister to the hippies, and hippies started to get saved in the 60s, and they became this great movement called the Jesus Movement. And a great revival came to America in the 60s and turned all that disunity around. It can be done. It can happen again, folks. It can happen again. Uh, I'm here to tell you. But what, what did it require? It required some people to change their mind, change their thinking, and say, these are people, and we need to reach these young people. Because the church at the time in the 60s was not reaching young people. And it, was not, it wasn't even trying. And God changed some hearts and a great movement and a great revival came out of it, okay? So I, I, that's encouragement that it, it can happen, and I believe it will happen again if we get on our knees and pray. Uh, next scripture, John 17, 20 through 23. I do not pray for these alone, but all fo also for those who will believe in me through their word, uh, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. Notice that's a capital U. Who's the us? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we. Who's we? Capital W, are one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Last verse. In I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. We all need to be together. Amen. Again, it doesn't mean we're going to agree on every little thing. But we need to have our heart and our mind in the same place. And, well, Brother Mark, what are the things we as a church and we as Christians need to have our mind in? I'm going to get there in just a second. Notice that Jesus prayed in this prayer. That was Jesus talking. Jesus prayed that they would be one. What if we could be the generation that became the answer to that prayer? What if we became the generation that was the answer to the prayer of unity and us all getting our hearts and minds back on the same page? You may say, well, how's that even possible, Mark? You just said if you get more than two people in a the room, they're going to disagree about anything. This is what I call the majors and the minors. If you and I can agree on the majors, then the minors don't really matter. There's a lot of little minors in there that you and I can disagree on. Uh, listen, the majors are Jesus, the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father except through him. That's a major. Amen? Uh, a major is that, uh, that he, the gospel, that he died and was buried. And don't forget, without number three, it don't really count. He was rose again. He was resurrected. That's a major. Uh, what are minors? Are you pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib? I don't care as long as I'm going up and not going down. I'm, I'm happy. Amen. Uh, these are minors, you know. Uh, well, you know, uh, it, do you have open Lord's Supper or closed Lord's Supper? Uh, and that can mean anything from they have to be a Baptist or they have to be a member of the church. If they come in here, we're taking the Lord's Supper. They got to be a member or they got to be saved or they, you know, they or what, what does that mean? And so, again, these these are the minors. All right. And maybe that means a lot to you. But listen, if we can agree on the majors, you know, if the church down the road 
They, well, you know, they worship a little bit more excitable than we do. Amen. That's a minor. Amen. Uh, that's uh, the way, the style that we worship, the style that the preacher preaches, what we wear, what do the people look like. Uh, none of that matters. Those are all minors. All right. As long as we can get together on the majors. All right. So what are the majors? Well, I'm glad you asked. What will unify the church? Two things. Number one, that there is one enemy. There is one enemy. You may say, well, I thought that was pretty self-explanatory. Uh, the enemy, as I've said before, is not the church down the street. It's not, uh, it's not people that worship different than you. Can I tell you this, even going back to what happened on the square last night? Any of those people that were Satan worshipers or participated in that last night, those people are not the enemy. If you were to stand with them face to face and spew hate and just be spitting in their face, quoting scripture and all that and saying you need to turn or burn, uh, listen, you're fighting the wrong enemy. Those people are not the enemy. They're just deceived. That's one of the names for Satan, the great deceiver. Those, those people are not the enemy. They've simply been deceived. Amen. And in fact, you need to do the opposite. You need to pray for their salvation. You need to pray for them to come to know the Lord. Amen. So they are not the enemy. There is only one enemy, and that is the guy behind it all, Satan, the great deceiver, the liar. All right. He's the thief. All right. Uh, so understand, it is not the person, the church down the street. It's not the person who worships differently. It's not the person who votes differently. Republicans, your enemy is not the Democrats. Democrats, your enemy is not the Republicans, all right? It is the enemy who wants to divide us and divide this country and divide everything, the church and everything. Uh, it, your enemy is not the person with a different skin color, amen? Your enemy is not the person uh, who, can't read my own writing, who dresses or acts different. How many of you got tattoos? <laughs> okay, it's okay. Uh, you can admit it, Amen. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to show them, all right? Uh, but so, some have tattoos. Some have lots of tattoos. Some people have piercings all over their body. None of that matters, amen? But sometimes we, we are wary of people who look differently than us or act differently than us. And this is why uh, not only were uh, churches born out of the Jesus movement because these hippies needed somewhere to go to worship the Lord, but that's exactly why you have biker churches. That's exactly why you have cowboy churches. That's exactly why you have all these different churches because they tried to go into normal churches and did not feel accepted and did not feel welcome, so they began to start their own churches which is totally understandable because if you walk in here all tatted up and wearing your leathers and, and all, uh, you know, things hanging out of your ears and every part of your body and everybody looks at you sideways, you ever hey may give you the stink eye? No, some of you being really self-righteous this morning. You walk in someplace, you look different, you act different, uh, you're not like everybody else in there, and they will give you the stink eye, the evil eye, amen? Like, uh, you just walked in the wrong door, and you do not belong here, amen? And that's exactly why all these other churches got started, and thank God they did, because those people need a place to go, you know? Uh, people just wanted to feel accepted, and many times they went into a regular environment, they did not feel accepted, all right? Uh, so it's not the person who dresses or acts differently. There is one enemy. He's called the devil. He's called the father of lies. He's called the great deceiver. Number two thing, there's only one enemy. Guess what? 
There's one mission. Again, let's get back to the major. Let's make the main thing the main thing. Matthew 28, 19. And we should all have this memorized. Go, therefore, this is Jesus talking right before he goes up into heaven. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You and I, our one mission is to share the gospel. Uh, we did a great job of that Wednesday night. We want people to understand that's what this church is about. Uh, we want them to know that the, the gospel is what will change your life. Uh, the gospel is the one thing that changed you and me. Now, I, I can't tell your testimony because that's your testimony. I can only tell you my testimony. But I can tell you this. Uh, when the Lord saved me, he changed me. And I was living a life, and I know what direction I was heading. And when somebody told me that Jesus died for me, and uh, I'm a sinner, and I need salvation, and he provided that salvation by dying on the cross, spilling his blood, and I, uh, 15 years old, could comprehend that, uh, it changed my life because I was definitely heading down another direction, and God changed my direction. Uh, Julie and I got to go to our reunion yesterday. Uh, it's 40 years. I don't, don't want you to hear how many it was, but uh, it was a lot of years ago. Amen. And so we saw people we'd not seen since we were 18 years old. And uh, uh, so they had an opportunity at the beginning. They said, who all here is ministers? And there was this one girl named Frankie, and I knew Frankie back in high school. Frankie, let me just, I don't know how to put it bluntly, but she was a rough as a corn cob. Amen. And Frankie was a, she was, whoo, she was a pistol, man. Frankie, whatever you could get into, Frankie got into it. And she was, whoo, she was tough, amen. And so uh, I, I knew me and another guy, we stepped out there as ministers. And then who steps out but Frankie? And Frankie says, I want to tell y'all how the Lord changed my life. And she's, she begins to tell her testimony. She says, I minister, I work at a prison now, and I minister in the prison, and I get paid for it. That's the second time around. First time around, I was doing some work in the prison, but I wasn't getting paid. I was doing my time, amen? And she says, I won't tell you, if God can change me, he can change anybody, amen? And, man, we just hugged up on Frankie, and, man, I, what, a, what a surprise. Isn't it amazing what God can do? And still, the, the greatest miracle, God don't do miracles? Yes, he does every single day. And the greatest miracle is still a changed life. I'm here to testify, if God can change Frankie Reese, now don't go look her up, amen, don't say, Brother Mark, we're talking about you. Uh, but if God can change her, he can change anybody, amen? He can change anybody. Uh, I think the Lord brought me a long way. Whew. Uh, it wasn't near as far as Frankie Reese, that's all I'll say about that, Amen. All right, but man, uh, God does an amazing thing. Uh, sadly, what we make the mission sometimes, uh, what are we known for? What do non-Christians and people outside the church uh, think about church? What do they know us for? They know us for all our crazy traditions. They know us for uh, our buildings. Uh, and, and when people say, and even you do this, uh, where's Landmark? Hypocrites, yeah, that's a good one. Anybody here a hypocrite? Get your hands up, people. Come on. Good Lord. Yeah, you're all hypocrites. Uh, let me ask you this. Who's living like Jesus? Who's perfect like Jesus? Nobody. All right. You're a hypocrite. All right? Get your hand up. Because if you compare any of us to Jesus, we're all hypocrites. Amen? 
But many people, they think the church is the building. Many times I'll ask people, you know Landmark Baptist Church. What will they say? Oh, yeah, that's that, that's that building on 64. No, that's not Landmark Baptist Church. What is Landmark Baptist Church? It's all of you. It's us. It's the people. It's the body of believers. Amen? But that's what people think. It's about the buildings. It's about their traditions. You ever been to Landmark? Oh, they do some of that crazy singing, and that little fat man gets up there and tries to get people excited, and it's crazy, you know? Um, and so they think it's about the style of music that we do. Or y'all do hymns or do you do choruses or any of that? Do you think God really cares if we're praising him if it's in the form of a hymn or a chorus or a praise song? He doesn't really care. As long as it's praise to him, he is, it is sweet music to his ears. Amen. Uh, and, and unfortunately, many people know about the church. They don't know what we're for. They don't even know what the church really stands for. But they can sure tell you what we're against. Yeah, you know, you shouldn't be drinking, smoking, chewing, or going with girls who do. You remember that? Amen. Uh, it's all about what we're against. Listen, it don't matter what we're against. What are we for? We're for the Lord. We're for you. We're for uh, God doing something great in your life. We're for God uh, giving you that abundant life that he talks about. They need to know what we're for, but unfortunately, most of them only know what we are against. All right? Um, so... Uh, Romans 15, 5 through 7. Let's look at that scripture. It says, ooh, patience. Y'all like that word? I don't. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, receive one another. Another uh, version of Scripture says, accept one another, receive one another, just as Christ also accepted or received us to the glory of God. Amen. Now, you need to understand, what does that mean? I need to accept you. Tattoos, piercings, uh, you scare me. Quite honestly, some, some people, I meet them in the first meeting, whew, they scare me. Amen. But then I find a lot of times they're just big old teddy bears, big old marshmallows. And they got just the softest hearts. Amen. And I want to tell you, we can find that common ground, especially if we are uh, believers in Christ together, brothers and sisters in Christ together. Not everybody has to look like me or act like me or worship like me. All right. So that leads me to this little trailer. Now, this I stumbled upon this yesterday, and it's a video trailer for a movie. A lot of Christian movies coming out right now. And it is the true story of a guy named Chuck Smith. And if you go back and you do a little bit of study about the Jesus movement, Chuck Smith was just a regular old preacher uh, leading a little old congregation out in California. And uh, it was the turbulent time of the 60s. And God had to change uh, Chuck Smith's heart. And Chuck Smith, as an old man at the time, uh, you know, had to change his thinking and God, because he allowed God to change his thinking, uh, he became kind of the father of the Jesus movement, all right? And so uh, watch this trailer, and uh, I love what it, uh, what it represents. Hey, Square. I am not a square. I think we should invite Greg this weekend. What's this weekend? These people are hippies, rebels against old-fashioned authority. I think these kids need help. 
What they need is a bath. You're passing judgment on people you know nothing about. And maybe that's why your church is so empty. When God walks in here, brings me a hippie. I'll ask him what it's all about. Because I do not understand. His house has a very good vibe. There's an entire generation searching. Slow down, man, slow down. Just in all the wrong places. If you want to reach my people, you need to speak to them in a language they understand. If I bring them in, I'm going to lose my job. We can only walk through doors open to us. In your church, that's a door that's shut. You've probably noticed we have some guests here today. I'd like you to meet my new friends. Welcome. They don't belong here. Half of them aren't even wearing shoes. They're staining the new shag carpet. They need our help. If you feel like you're misunderstood and judged, you will find forgiveness and freedom right here. That was awesome. Now that door is open any time of day. And if there are some who don't like that, well then that door works both ways. All right, Pastor, let's begin. I was almost done with this, but then you did what nobody else would even dare. This thing that we found, I feel like I belong. You're gonna need a bigger church. Our country is a dark and divided place, but now there's hope and it's spreading. This is your home, and I want you to tell all your friends about it. And I'll tell you that that little trailer reminded me and gave me some hope. Did you hear what, it, what the guy said towards the end there? And this is in the 60s, again, only about 50 years ago. He said, this country is a very dark and divided place. Sound familiar? And I was encouraged to know that God can do it. God can turn it all back around. But it, what did it require? It required some people willing to step out, be on the front lines, change their mind, change their thinking. And... Uh, I loved the, the one thing that really just got to me was uh, when the guy says, most of them didn't even have shoes on and they're staining our shagged carpet. And then the next scene is him washing their feet. That's what you and I need to do, right? It's a whole lot easier to just moan and complain. And it makes me think of Wednesday night. Well, these little kids are just making a mess of this place, and they're dropping Kool-Aid all over the place. <laughs> Sound like a bunch of old people, amen? Those lives are the lives that will change the world in the next generation. But you got to change your thinking. It ain't about this building. I hope they come in. I hope they make a mess of this building. Because if they find Jesus... That's what it's here for. This building is not here to stay pristine and clean like a country club for you and me. This building is here to be used for the glory of God, to change people's lives. What happens in here on Wednesday, as chaotic and as messy as it is, that's exactly why this building is here. I'm just going to stop right Bow your head if you would. We'll ask the band to come. Let me give you some things that the love of Jesus can do. 
while they're getting ready. The love of Jesus can overcome hatred, prejudice, and racism. The power of Jesus can break the chains of addiction, alcoholism, drug addiction. The grace of Jesus can help you forgive and heal broken relationships in your life. Jesus will give you the power to get out of debt. Jesus will heal you from sickness, both physical and emotional. Jesus will protect you from the attack of the devil. Jesus will free you from the prison of comparison. Always thinking, well, I'm not as bad as that person. And Jesus can calm your anxiety and relieve all of your deepest fears. The love of Jesus can change us and turn us around. I want to ask you, if you're here this morning and you say, Brother Mark, I need to either come to Jesus or I need to recommit myself to him. He is waiting with his arms wide open. He will not beg you. He will not beat you over the head. He will simply say, I'm here, child. So if that's you, just pray this prayer. Just say, Dear Jesus, please help me. I know I'm a sinner. And I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And the best way I know how, I ask you to come into my heart and forgive me of my sins and be the Lord of my life. Have you prayed that prayer today? When we get ready, we're going to sing one more song. And then when we have the invitation, I want you to come. And I just want you to say, Brother Mark, I prayed that prayer. Maybe you need to come and just confess some things to God here at the altar. Maybe you need to come today and just recommit your life to him. I don't know what it is. I don't know what we need to have a change in our thinking. But I believe as a church and as the body of Christ, we need to have a change in our heart, our mind, and our attitude, and our thinking. Father, have your will in your way, in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand? We're going to sing one more song, and then we're going to have a time of response. Amen. I'm praying God come and turn this thing around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. I'm calling on the name that changes everything. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. All of my hope is in the name, the name of Jesus.
something right now. Amen. You believe that? We're going to sing it together. You come if you just need to come to the altar. You come if you need to just recommit your life. If you prayed that prayer, just come and say, Mark, I prayed that prayer. It's all you got to say. Listen, I believe God is up to something. He is doing something right now. He wants to change us. He wants to bring a revival, and it can start right here in Landmark Baptist Church, right here in this place. Father, have your will and your way. You come as you need to today.
changes everything. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. Cause all of my hope is in the name, the name of Jesus. A breakthrough will come, come in the name, the name of Jesus. thing around God turn it around God turn it around God turn it around I'm calling on the name it changes everything God turn it around God turn it around God turn it around all of my hope is in the name, the name of Jesus. Breakthrough will come, come in the name, the name of Jesus. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. Turn it around, God turn it around, God turn it around. Well, I want to tell you, I believe God is up to something. I believe He is doing something. And I want you to continue to pray. Don't forget to take some of these with you. Invite somebody. People need Jesus all around us. Sometimes I think we just get lazy and we say, well, you know, I'd like to be a witness, but they're, you know, I just don't, I'm not around lost people. Open your eyes and your ears. You're around lost people all day long. Amen. You just got to be bold enough to open your mouth. Uh, take these. These are door hangers. You can hang them on the doors in your neighborhood. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to see them. I know it's hard to get people to even come to the door anymore, but you can just hang, hang it on the door and leave it there. Uh, there are people who need this body of believers, and we need them. We need what God has done in them, and we need their story here. Amen. So uh, take those. Don't forget the voter's guide also. Uh, please go. Pray before you go, and, and vote the way God leads you to vote. That's, that's all I say about that. Amen. Tonight is movie night. Uh, we had a good little group last time, but we'd like to have an even bigger group this time. Uh, the Chosen is a wonderful series. Uh, we're going to do episode two tonight. It's basically just the, the Gospels uh, put, uh, may, uh, put on video. And uh, then we want to uh, share with you, and we'll have a share time, Q&A time. If you've got any questions about what we just watched, we'll take time to do all that. We'll have popcorn, and so if you can believe it, we got candy left over. Amen. Uh, you did good on the bringing candy because we got candy left over. So we'll have popcorn and candy uh, for you here for movie night. So come, that'll be at 6 o'clock, all right? We'll be here about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, and then you can go on back home, all right? Uh, man, let's give, ask the Lord to give us a great rest today. Lord, thank you for today. Pray that God you'd be with us as we go out these doors. Lord, we are entering our mission field when we go out of here, God. So, Lord, help us to be a light and a shining light, and a, Lord, of the gospel for you. Uh, and bless everybody in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your day.
Oh, don't forget, too, anybody wants to meet me down at Whataburger down the road down here, I'll be there in a little bit, all right?